You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. Tayo po ay uh, you know, nagagalak na mapaunlakan ng uh, uh, hindi po siya bisita, kundi isa po sa ating mga tagapanguna. Siya po ay isa sa mga naging mentor ko nung ako po ay nasa uh, Ortigas pa way back 2003 hanggang 2006. Uh, ang tao pong ito ay uh, you know, tiningala ko, bagamat mas malaki ako sa kanya. At <laughs> uh, tumanga po ako dahil sa kanyang passion sa pangangaral po ng salita ng, ng Diyos. He's an evangelist talaga by heart. And uh, every time po kami magkwentuhan nito, eh, ang laging narinig ko sa kanya, you know, sino ba ang nasheran mo ngayon? Yun ang, yun, nung kami po'y nandun pa sa Ortigas. He graduated with a course ng uh, civil engineering sa Adamson University. At uh, siya po ay, uh, you know, bukod po doon ay uh, currently director ng buong Victory Metro Manila. Siya rin po yung tinagurean nating the running pastor, yung kaninang nakita yung tumatakbo. Nung siya po ay uh, nag-birthday ng ikalimampung uh, kaarawan niya, bagamat walang, hindi po halata sa itsura niya, uh, siya po ay tumakbo sa buong Pilipinas. You know? At uh, lately, noong po sa ating, para po dun sa ating uh, real-life uh, scholars natin, he also ran sa Cebu uh, kung saan siya po ay nag, uh, nangalap ng pondo para po suportahan yung ating maraming mga scholars na pinag-aaral po natin doon sa real life. Now, ngayon po, uh, he was uh, appointed as bishop nung uh, 2016. So, isa po siyang bishop. Uh, ako po, knight lang ako, knight horse ako. So, siya yung bishop. At uh, siya po ay may isang asawa, si Judith Kabiling, na naging uh, mentor din po ng aking may bahay. At uh, siya po ay may dalawang anak, si Elizabeth at si John Philip. So, welcome po natin. Bigyan natin ng victory. Las Piñas, Bishop Ferdi Gabiling. Salamat, Pastor Sani. Mahal po ba natin si Pastor Sani? Namimiss na po namin siya. Matagal po kaming nagsama um, nung siya po ay naging part ng ating uh, movement. Um, and I've really seen his uh, humility. His humility. Kikita po natin siya parang gregarious pero isa po sa mga humble na pastor na nakilala ko. Um, he could have been on his own but he decided to be part of a team, of a church, of a movement. And I really appreciate him and his wife Malu for their leadership, for being who they are and, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that you are in safe hands under the leadership of Pastor Sunny and the rest of our pastors here. Can we just give our pastors, Pastor Sani, uh, Francis, Kiko, uh, a round of applause. All right. Today, I'd like to share with us, um, Pastor Sani has been asking me to come and be part since uh, magto two years na po tayo dito sa July, no? July next year. July next year, magto two years na tayo. At uh, sa wakas, nakada- nakadaan din uh, dito sa Las Piñas. Um, ako po ay familiar dito dahil... Uh, Yung aking asawa ay nakatira sa moonwalk. Anong siya ay single. Today, may, we have a series called Promise Fulfilled. Uh, it's all about the promises of God um, to us and seeing His promises through the playlists of different characters in the Bible. Inuna po natin si Mary. At nung kumanta po si Mary uh, sa Latin, 
um, binibigyan nila ng title yung mga kanta nila sa Latin kasi kung ano yung unang word na na-mention, yun ang title nung song. So yung playlist natin this December, uh, number one, uh, sung by Mary, is called Magnificat. Okay? Magnify the Lord. Um, oh, oh, magnify the Lord. So, nauna yung magnify doon. Sa ESV, hindi Last week, we talked about yung awitin ni Zechariah. At um, ang unang word na banggit doon is blessed. So, ang title sa Latin is Benedictus. Alright? So, Benedictus. Ngayon, yung awitin na isang phrase na kinanta ng sang damukal na anghel sa langit, Ang unang word na nabanggit is Gloria, glory. So therefore, the title is Gloria in Latin. Alright, so next week, tingnan natin. Wala ako dito, so Pastor Sani, define niya anong title next week. But today, we have our text. Turn your Bibles with me to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, and we're going to be starting dito sa verse 8. Today, uh, we have with us Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 8. Atit po ang sabi sa Biblia. And in the same region, there was shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over the flock at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I'll bring you good news, O great joy, and will be for all the people. For unto you, let's all read verse 11. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Christ, the Lord. And this will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in a swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, verse 14, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. This is the word of the Lord for us today. Let us pray. Father God, we ask you to speak to us, Lord, and understand, Lord, what the gospel is. We pray, Lord, that you uh, formed in us a strong foundation of what it is for the Son of God to come here on earth in order to give us a chance to have a relationship with you. We pray, Lord God, for a greater faith and appreciation today to be formed in our hearts, even as we hear again what you have done for us. Thank you that even as we hear this, we'll be so inspired that others will be encouraged through us as well. This we pray in Jesus' name we pray and everybody say, Amen and amen. Dr. Luke is a pastor, a writer, and his heart is for the marginalized. Um, I really appreciate Pastor Sani giving time to give a report of how we have blessed the city in different barangays. And I think um, that's going to be who we are uh, from this point on, that we're going to be a blessing to the people around us, especially those who are marginalized. If you study the Gospel of Luke, you realize that he's really after the marginalized as we have seen so far. The first song by Mary, Mary was a teenager and, and could you imagine the angel showing up to a teenager regarding the Messiah? Teenager. 
I mean, why show up to a teenager? Well, that's part of God's plan. So he showed up and a teenager responded in faith. Say in faith. An angel showed up. This time to a religious person. A person who could have probably memorized the Old Testament. And, uh, but guess what? You know, this priests who's supposed to have known better did not respond in faith. He responded in unbelief. So much so that the angel couldn't take it. So he just silenced him, not forever, but temporarily, for nine months and eight days. Silence. How many of you know sometimes if you don't have anything good to say, you might as well shut your mouth. Kung wala ka rin lang namang sasabihin tama o maigi or in faith, tumahimik ka na lang kaya. Yung anghel talagang sinigurado niya nang tatahimik siya. He wasn't able to speak at all. He became mute and he became dumb and he wasn't able to speak. No, he, he, he started acting, writing things down in order for him to communicate. For nine months, and eight days, nine months since that's the pregnancy, and eight day, the, the day that the baby was circumcised. And once again, you see the author, Dr. Luke, going after the marginalized. If he would magnify somebody who is in a position, you'll see the contrast immediately. Mary, being a teenager, he didn't, she didn't know any better, responded in faith. Zechariah, priest, responded in unbelief. This time, the first ever Christmas in human history. All right? The baby was born. To whom will you give the report? Strategically, if you are a political person, if you are a leader, if you are a president, or if you are a leader of a tribe or on a nation or, or, or group of nations, I would suggest that the news should have been reported to all the ambassadors of the world, okay, from different nations. Let's just say you are ambassadors. You represent different nations of the world, and you are here today, and an angel showed up. How many know this is a strategic meeting? Telling you about what's about to happen or what had happened today. Christmas, today, a baby was born so that all the ambassadors can go back to their nations and spread the news. That's strategic. But no, the angels did not show up to ambassadors or maybe even to the religious folks or maybe even to the you know, leaders of nations. No, he showed up to a bunch of marginalized shepherds. Are you here with me? Nararandaman niyo pa si Dr. Luke ngayon, yung author ng gospel. Very ano siya eh. His heart really goes towards, towards the marginalized. And, and, um, and so he showed up. The angels showed up and basically gave the news to the shepherds. And when he gave the news to the shepherd, we see there, as soon as he gave the news to the shepherd, then he, we see in this passage, gave to them what is uh, the, the good news. Fear not, behold, I bring you good news of great joy that, that will be for all the people. 
good news. This is the gospel. What is the gospel? We see here in verse 11. Let's look at verse 11 right now. And it says, For unto you is born this day, born this day, the first Christmas ever, this day in the city of David, Savior who is Christ the Lord. Verse 11 is really packed with a lot of elements and words of uh, encouragement. I like the first uh, few words here. For unto you, say unto you. This is designed, it's almost like receiving a gift. You know, when I go to my office, I see gifts. So uh, in order for me to know, you know, you know what is, to whom this gift is for, I look at that small piece of paper and says, from to, to 30, from who, okay? So, so you see that and you, you would know how to, you know, respond to that gift. But we see here the greatest gift of all time. You receive a gift and right there it's designed and supposed to be given to you. To you, for unto you, specifically during that time to the group of shepherds. In verse 11, for unto you is born this day. For unto you, there's a real birth that happened in a real day. Real birth. Some of you, some of you, this is, you know, you just, you can just read it casually, um, you know, and that's it. But if you come to think about it, could you imagine the creator of the entire universe? The creator of the entire universe, now he's back to earth and about to walk on the face of the earth. He who created all things, now here on earth, born and in a, a real, with a real birthday in a real place. And so that's amazing, um, if you come to think of it. Uh, to us, we are used to it right now. We had, uh, we had celebrated 2017 plus of Christmases all throughout history. But the very first one ever must be mind-blowing, if you come to think about it. How can, how can this God of the universe pinpoint of all the seven days? I didn't even know what. What day he was born? Probably it was on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We didn't even, not even sure if it is on the 25th of December. It's still a speculation today. Okay, but the point is still the same. He was born, there was a real birthday, and he was born in a real day. He was born, real birth, real birthday. Um, and, and that is very very crucial. And then the creator of the universe walked on this, on his creation. And then right there at the end, at the end of verse 11, I want you to notice this. It says at the end of verse 11, three images that I'd like you to see to emphasize something. And it says, the Savior who is Christ the Lord. In this one passage of the scripture, there are three names, three images of this person in order to see the fullness and, and the magnitude of this event. It was so 
hacked and so full that he has to mention the three images about this Messiah. Number one, he is, it says here, a Savior. Say, a Savior. A Savior. The first introduction of himself by the angel to the world is he is a Savior. He could have been something else, but the first introduction is a Savior. Really, just emphasizing that it is for us who, you know, we are the ones who are in need of saving. There's nothing just for him. It is he came for you. Why? Because we are the ones who are in need of saving. Saving from what? Save to be saved from an impending judgment. Remember, some people would come. I don't know if you, some, some people, they try to share the gospel. So they ask the first question, a very weird question. They would say, Francis, since you've been my friend a long, long time, are you saved? Have you heard people like that? They come to you and ask you, are you saved? Saved from what? Ano yun? Uh, 30% off? Save? Uh, ano, ano to? Uh, sale? Bato? Ano to? Are you saved? Ano? Are you saved? Sometimes we talk religiously. It doesn't make sense to the lost people. You know, I remember going to, the, the, going to my first Christian worship ever when I was 18 years old. The night before, I, got say, I came to know Christ, got baptized in water and in the Holy Spirit, Saturday in the 23rd of June in 1984, and then I was invited to the service the next day. It says, bring your Bible. So I brought my Gideon's Bible. Remember Gideon's Bible? I put it on my backpack, you know, I mean my backpack it. I love 501, I'm, you know, I, you know so I, I put it there, blue, G- uh, Gideon's Bible. Then I went to this hotel, you know, uh, that's where we're supposed to meet. I was seated in the lobby, and then the Americans approached me and says, are you here for the church? I said, What? Are you here for the chair? With a southern twang in the U.S., you know. So, are you here for the chair? Diko maintain anion. Excuse me. Uh, w- would you please say it again? So they they said it slowly and says, "Are you here for the church?" Now, number one, I was in the lobby of a hotel. Does that make sense to you? Somebody is asking me, "Are you here for the church?" No, I'm here in a hotel. We got used to religious jargons. We forget whom we're talking to. And so when, 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 when he said church, then it dawned on me. Oh, they asked me to bring the Bible. Yes, yes. I'm here for the church. <laughs> Even though it doesn't make sense to me, you know. I'm in a hotel. So sometimes we ask questions like that. Are you saved? Because I'm saved. Why are you saved? I go to victory. Oh, really? Being in victory will make you save? What's going on? What, what kind of gospel have you been hearing? You know? Are you saved? We don't even know the meaning and ramification of that question. Saved from what? How many know that's a good question as well? Are you saved? Then you can ask the question. If a Christian approaches you and... They're speculating you're Christian, so they can ask you that question. It says, hey, Francis, are you saved? I says, what do you mean saved? Uh, well, saved as in you have Jesus in your heart. Oh, I know what you mean. Uh, but saved from what? 
you know, since you asked the question, save from what? Save from an impending punishment. The wages of sin is death. Death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Instead of you receiving punishment, somebody took that punishment so you were saved. Who among you appreciate your save? Come on, let's give a lot of praise for that. We don't want to be too deep, you know, and we, and we get confused with these words. That's why the first introduction in verse 11, a Savior. Come on now. He says, I'm a Savior. Why am I a Savior? I am a Savior because you are in need of saving. You are in need of saving. That's why this is good news. Say good news. That is the gospel. The gospel is the good news that God became man in Christ Jesus, that He became Savior. And, and so Savior, and then it says, the Christ. Okay, the first image was His Savior, Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah. In English, Christ, but in their words, it's Messiah, the appointed, the anointed one. That he was being pointed to be the one who would do it for us. Anointed of God, appointed of God. And then the last, the third word that I'd like you to remember Savior, Christ, and the Lord. You know what he's saying? What he's saying is, he's the Lord, he's God himself. He's God himself. That is why it is good news. Now, we will get into this further as we uh, go and uh, go to verse 12, for example. And this will be a sign for you. You'll find a baby wrapped in a swaddling cloth and lying in a manger. Lying in a manger. A very simple baby wrapped. What a description of the first Christmas. Uh, you know, no fanfare. It's just a simple thing. A baby wrapped in a linen cloth, cloth and lying in a manger. Why lying in a manger? Because he's not lying on a bed. I mean, it's just very simple, right? Somebody was asking me, oh, what is that sign, Pastor? You know, what is the sign? Uh, well, the scripture says the sign is a baby, you know, uh, clothed in swaddling clothes and, and in a manger. Yeah, yeah, there must be something else, Pastor. The sign. He's talking to the shepherds. A lot of babies might have been born during that day. The only difference between the rest of the babies and with this baby is that he was just wrapped by a swaddling clothes and on a manger rather than a regular hospital clinic or in a, on a bed. Right. On a manger, on a feeding trough. This could be the entire house if you've been to, to Israel this is the entire house, and usually at the bottom floor is the place where they have their animals. Since there's, there are no more rooms available, so they decided to get the baby born on a manger. And that's a very simple sign. The shepherds, could, they have seen it immediately as in comparison to the other regular babies. Are you here with me? And so very simple. Don't, don't inject anymore anything to that. This is the sign. Very simple sign. A baby wrapped in a cloth 
in a, in a, in a swaddling clothes and on a manger. And then verse 13, and suddenly there was an angel, a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God. First, it was, a, it was one angel, and then the entire host of angels came forth and sang a song of Gloria. And then what was the song again? This is the focus of our fl- playlist today. We go through the lyrics of the song. We're a bit sentimental this year. We want to go through the lyrics, all right? We want to go, you know, have you seen singers, you know, before they sing, hi, good evening, everyone, or good morning, everyone, I'm here, and uh, you might, you know, uh, please, you, you might not be familiar with the song, but I hope you enjoyed the lyrics. I hope you enjoyed the song, the lyrics, you know, have you, have you seen people like that? They introduce the song and enjoy the lyrics, you know, and then they go sing. But here's the lyrics of that simple song. Very simple. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. There was one message being spoken forth by the angels, the multitudes of them. Why is there so much multitudes of angels in a very short song? Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth. The message that they're talking about is peace. It's talking about peace that's brought about. Now, this peace is described. This is the Christmas peace, all right? Let's talk about this right now. First, we're talking about peace from above, describing this peace. This is peace from above. It says here, glory to God in the highest you know, this is amazing that the angels, you know, in, in creation, the angels came forth and sang a song. Uh, Job chapter 38, verse 7. Uh, if you look at that, you can just follow me through there at the back. Uh, when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. This is uh, found in uh, Job 38, verse 7, that the angels sang before creation. But here, once again, we see the angels singing before new creation. Before new creation. The angel, once again, the first time they did it was before creation of the universe. This time, they came and sung again, but this time before new creation. Among you here, you've received the new creation in you, and it's because of what Christ has done. So the angels came forth. And sang that song in, in verse 14. Then he says, glory to God in the highest. And that glory, the glory of God is representative of a unusual light. Sometimes in the scriptures, every time you see glory, it talks about Shekinah or cloud. Say cloud. Maulap ba? Pagka yung glory ni God ang jajaan, para siyang maulap. Or super liwanag. That's glory, the glory of God. But if you come to think of it, the scripture has this different meaning with that glory. Let's look at John 1, 14, and it says, And the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us, and we have seen his glory. Glory as the only son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Glory to God in the highest. That glory is not just light or cloud. 
But that glory is no other than the Son of God. He's the Son of God Himself. In fact, in fact uh, Hebrews 1 verse 3 says this. He is the radiance of the glory of God. That, that's the description of Jesus. He's the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of His nature. And He upholds the universe by the word of His power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. So he is the radiance. Jesus himself is the radiance in the glory of God. Glory to God in the highest. I'm talking about now peace, who is actually is the prince of peace. We sang that a while ago, but we're talking about peace above. Say peace above. This peace has come from above, he, uh, in, in verse 14, glory to God in the highest and peace on earth, peace above. Uh, this is very uh, crucial because um, we see this, that the Son of God is Jesus and He is God Himself. Say God Himself. He introduced Himself as Lord. And Philippians uh, chapter, uh, chapter 2 verse 7 and it says, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. Here is God himself with all his majesty and glory in heaven, decided to be like one of us. Became in a form of a servant. Like, became like one of us. And, and so... We see that truly he has, he's the peace that have come from above, the Son of God. So he is God himself who became human being. He is God. Say he is God. He is the Son of God. He is the peace from above who came, who emptied, he, he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, of a slave, being born in a likeness of men. He became like one of us, but he came from above. He emptied himself from whatever that is that he had, the nature of God from heaven. Number two, the description of this peace is not just peace above, but peace within. Peace within. Verse, verse 14, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace. Say peace. Now this is not... Uh, this is different from the peace that they knew politically during that time because they had this, what we call a Pax Romana, Roman peace. In, in, they call it Pax Romana, Roman peace. Why Roman peace? Because they had experienced so much period of time with no war. The Roman Empire was in charge of the almost entire earth. And so therefore, there was no war. And so they had this political nation all over the world don't have any wars. They're not fighting against each other because the Roman Empire was in charge. So they call it Roman peace. And during this time, obviously, they built all the roads and so on and so forth because of the peace. Now, there's another peace that the angels were announcing and they were describing Rome, uh, Pax Romana. They were describing another type of peace. Peace that cannot be, a, you cannot define peace as absence of war. 
Hindi porque walang gera, ibig sabihin, peacetime tayo. Hindi. May iba pang klaseng peace na hindi ma-describe ng absence of war. Ano yun? Peace from depression. Peace from guilt. Can, can, can this absence of war address the issue of envy? The angel is talking about a different kind of peace. He's talking about peace and free from envy, free from guilt, free from the depression, free from the pressure of the world. And he's saying, God is giving us the peace from within. You know, um, you remember uh, uh, Pastor Sani, every time we, we, you know, sometimes we say, okay, if you're writing, writing up a check, write it out the victory. If you have any prayer requests, write it at the back of our prayer envelopes, remember? And, uh, and guess what? Every week we would receive some of the prayer requests. Some of them need prayer, answered prayer. So people would start to write. Pagdating lang po nila sa church, maaga sila, they start writing their prayer requests. Yung iba, prayer answered. Okay, yung iba, kinasal na, uh, 20 years na naghihintay, ngayon 20 years old na siya, so kinasal na siya last year. So, I mean this year. So, excited siya, di ba? Need prayer, you know? You know, I've been waiting for 15 years and I'm still single, you know? How old are you? 15 years old? Okay, maghintay ka muna, okay? But anyway, so there are prayer requests. You know what I've noticed in the prayer requests? Common denominator in the prayer requests, the need for prayer. And daming requests for peace of mind. I don't know about you, but as a pastor, I get the privilege of seeing your prayers. And most of the time, it's been categorized into five, right, Pastor Sani? And finances, health, wisdom. But most of the time, it includes peace of mind. And you know, sometimes the reason why there's a struggle for peace of mind is an issue of being saved from the, from the effect of sin. It's the issue of sin sometimes. Or it's just a simple pressure from debts. How I many you know, you know, but if somebody would come along and, and whisper to your ears and say, and say, bayad na po lahat ng utang nyo. Alam nyo, alam nyo, pag narinig mo yun, mawawala lahat ng, ng ulcer mo. Di ba? Makakatulog ka na. Dati, meron ka insomnia, di ba? Pag bayad ang utang mo, wala ka ng insomnia. Wala ka ng ulcer. Nawala lahat. Nabayaran lang yung utang mo. And do you know that's what the Savior did? That He came and forgave our sins, our debts. He came and forgave, forgave our debts. And so, because of the need for forgiveness of sins, there's always a cry for peace of mind. Peace from within. Let me tell you this. You can have a smile on your face. If you, have, you may have all the pressures around you. And you can still have a smile on your face if you have the peace of the Lord in you. Come on, let's give a lot of praise. Let's give Him praise. That's why Filipinos are resilient. Filipinos can smile in the midst of storms. Because, I don't know, we got used to it, you know. My wife is watching, uh, monitoring our pastor in Tacloban. 
he posted all the photos of the flooding and so on and so forth. And when we hear the flooding from Tacloban, ito na naman, may bagyo na naman sa Tacloban. You know, it's like, and yet we see our pastor, Pastor Kicks, with a smile on his face, you know, with a raincoat on him. And says, you know what? Even a favorite spot of storm, Tacloban, people there can still smile and say, you know, God is in charge and, and we have the peace of the Lord in our hearts. Peace within. Say peace within. We have this peace that we're talking about is peace above, peace within. And then in Galatians chapter 4, verse 4, 4 to, and we're going to land this. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent, sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive the adoption of sons. Therefore, we can have peace within. Because this God who became under the law, born of a woman who is under the law, now redeemed us. Say, redeemed us. You know why God redeemed us? Because we were slaves. Slaves were being, being sold in the market. And, you know, if you're being sold, a slave is somebody who is on top of a pedestal in a market. And people are selling slaves. And somebody came along and says, all those slaves, I'm paying for them all. Say redeemed. When you see the word redeemed in the Bible, the picture that should come to your head is that you were slaves being sold. But somebody came along and paid the price for you. So that you can be set free from slavery. Come on. Redeemed. You were under the law. Born of a woman under the law. So he may redeem you and I who are under the law. And that's the good news. That's why we have peace within. And guess what? If we have this peace from above and peace within, the last one is, then we can have peace amongst ourselves. We can have peace amongst ourselves. And if we have peace amongst ourselves, guess what? Then we can easily fellowship with one another. And we can act as one as a church. God has been faithful through you and I. Together. Say together. There's nothing better than being together. I mean, when we are together in this, we can accomplish more. And we can give God glory together. And, and, and so that's just amazing. So let me summarize this by saying this. Let me end with this. The shepherds who heard the news experienced the news because they went and visited. They saw the sign. They came out from there and told the people about it. Told the people. The angels who came and gave good news, guess what? The shepherds replaced them at the end of the story because the shepherds were the ones telling the news to the rest of the world. The marginalized were now put in a place of excitement and, 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 and gratitude that they can't help but tell others about it. Let me end with this. Christmas is about God's glory displayed in heaven and His peace declared on earth. And we as a church will continue to declare that peace to our barangays in this city, and we'll continue to do that. But you and I will continue to declare that same gospel of peace to the rest of our loved ones, especially this Christmas. Amen? I want you to stand up right now. Let's just pray. Father God, thank you.
thank you for bringing us together this, this uh, morning. We recognize that God Himself became man in Christ Jesus. That He became 100% God and yet He also became 100% man. He is Jesus, God-man, who is able, Lord, to save us because He's God. He's beyond the consequences of sins because He's God Himself. And yet He took the punishment of our sins. He became like one of us so that we can have Him as our, as our appointed, anointed Savior. Today, we declare that He is God and Lord of our lives. He is the Lord of our communities. He is the Lord of our city. He is the Lord of our church. As everyone's praying right now, if you're here and you're going through some tough times and you're saying, Pastor, I need that peace in my heart. I need that peace. I need Jesus to be the Lord of my life. And I want to ask Him to be my Lord and Savior today. But today, can we just lift up our prayer request to the Lord and we just come before Him and worship and adoration right now. And 